0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he likes the and that... What's it goal. No. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Al on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Oh, boy. Welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Al Duri. I'm your host, Coming to Everything Sport. International and local. Hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in around the world. Whether it's 95 FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Charger Broadcasting Authority. Or even if you're chilling at home, watching us live on YouTube. Thank you very much for connecting. And what a show we have in store for you today! A couple of shout-outs to those people who have jumped in the Instagram live already: Muhammad, Kulthum, Masoud, Terry, Abdul, Eve, Mustafa. Florin, Fatima, and Yassin, who are already jumping in on the Instagram Live. Guys, stay tuned, because this is what I have on the show today. Kenzie Abdafrawi is on the show, a jack of all trades. Now, one thing I like about this person is there's a very big part of the mental fitness side that we talk about a lot on the show in it. Winning over 17 national titles and 11 international professional squash tournaments. That's not the only reason why we're bringing it on here. We're bringing it on here because she has a lot to offer to the table on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse95. Time with Omar This is the halftime show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95 Nice strike Oh better than nice Wonderful <laughs> Sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar al I'm your host covering everything Sport International Local. Thank you very much for locking in with me on this hour. Kandi Dhafrawi is on the show. Ooh, you hear the applause. You hear it. Kenzie, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Hey, thank you for, for being here. Thank you for being present. And also, I really want to spend this hour with you to get to know all the incredible things you're doing. Okay. I want one hour only. Oh, dude, we only have what what one hour. Listen. Okay. We might I'll do a try. remix. We might do a remix. But that's how I do things here on the show. Uh, Kanzi, you've been playing squash since the age of six. Why squash?
1: So I grew up in Egypt, Mm -hmm. uh, and squash in Egypt is dominating. It's one of the most popular and uh, successful sports. Mm -hmm. When I was young, my parents kind of put me in all sorts of sports, from swimming to gymnastics to basketball. But they really saw potential in squash. And it's very common uh, for Egyptian parents to put their kids uh, at a very young age to play squash because it's, it's actually the only sport in Egypt where you have really high chances of becoming not just a professional athlete, but a super successful professional athlete. Mm. Um, so I actually hated squash, fun fact, when I was a kid. That's and uh, Why? <laughs> I thought it was so frustrating not being able to hit the ball because it's not like tennis. I right. guess tennis is easier for you to hit the ball, but yeah. squash is, uh, you know, the ball doesn't really bounce. Right. So I really, really hated squash as a kid, and my parents just never give up on me they, they they saw something different i don't know what but they mm-hmm. saw something unique they saw potential and they just kept pushing me to do it and when i was 8 years old my mom took me to germany for my first tournament, and I took second place and the feeling of me being on that uh, podium holding the you know the medal and feeling like i 'm actually good i didn 't know I was good, but mm-hmm. that was that was the turning point of my career when I was eight. I realized that okay i 'm extremely passionate about the sport, and I have a lot of uh, potential in it, so i 'm actually going to take it seriously mm-hmm. and I went back home, and my life changed ever since
0: When should one start playing squash now that you 've reached the heights that you 've reached? When do you recommend someone to start getting into competitive sports?
1: Uh, It's a really tough question because it really depends on the person. Mm -hmm. But squash specifically is one of those sports where you cannot start at a late age. And by late, I mean 12 is probably the latest. Mm -hmm. I've heard anyone successful made it. Um, It's one of those sports where the techniques and uh, there's so many things to learn. And you really need to start from a super young age because if you start at 10 or 11, Um, The basics of the game, it takes you a good four or five years to get there. So squash specifically, I would recommend like, um, you know, uh, seven would be an amazing age to start.
0: And you said something there, you said family. Now your family got you into it. How was that growing up with the... Expectation of how Egypt's very competitive in squash and very good at it. And then with you being part of that. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was, there was so much expectation. So there's always the good and bad, right? So you have, you know, my parents giving me everything, my dad spending, you know, uh, a lot of money making me travel worldwide. Mm. I'm going to all these tournaments. I'm getting anything that I want. I'm getting, uh, you know, really good education as well. But in return, I really, really, really need to, um, I really need to perform. So this was the stressful part growing up. It's like my parents gave me everything, but at the same time, it wasn't all fun and games. It Mm -hmm. was like every time I went to a match, they really expected me to perform really well and to win and to get to that first place. And it was kind of like... I felt ashamed if I didn't win because I was always worried about what they would think or mm. how much pressure I had on me.
0: So Well, with 70 national titles and 11 international professional squash tournaments, not that bad at all, huh? <laughs> Owe it to my parents. Well, that's a, that's a big thing. Now, the other thing is you have a vision of the UAE squash scene. Now, you've been able to come over here with all your experience and and observe and see what the scene is like here. What is the scene like here in the UAE?
1: So, it's very interesting because the UAE is one of those countries where squash is very accessible. Mm-hmm. If you go to any gym or any even a lot of residential buildings or compounds there's squash courts everywhere at the same time it's you know Dubai has over 200 nationalities it's the land of expats so Mm -hmm. you have the interest is there so Mm -hmm. many people from the UK Pakistan India You know those people love squash Mm -hmm. so in terms of resources you have the resources and you have the interest but then the hard part is that you don't have one spot where people Go to, or people can go and learn, or you know, people don't know who to contact. So in the UAE, it's very common for people who like to play squash for them to call one or two friends, and they don't, they just stick with the, those one or two people for you know th- th- for the year. Yeah. But you don't really have squash leagues, squash tournaments, uh, even on a local level. You mm-hmm. have, but very few. Mm-hmm. So there's no. Um, I would say
0: there's no hub mm-hmm. for squash in the UAE. I was waiting for you to say that word, <laughs> but you might be doing something about that.
1: Yes, exactly. Which is what I've been working on for a couple of years ever since I moved here mm-hmm. um, so my my vision in the UAE is not just to create a hub and a community mm-hmm. it's to also create a national team because I I, I realized that you know Egypt uh, Egypt has the most amazing squash players in the world mm-hmm. and I've learned a lot growing up there and being part of the national team myself mm-hmm. and I always wanted to do something with squash that no one has ever done before Building an academy, everyone has done academies before, but building a national team from scratch, that's different. So my goal here is to create Squash Hub, Squash Community, obviously, but to also attract the younger generation Mm -hmm. um, to be able to create that national team in a couple of
0: years. Fantastic. Aspirations. Right, guys, coming up next. Can Squash help you grow as an athlete, but can sport defer you from growing as a human? On the only place to be at three, the halftime show on pulse ninety-five is the halftime show with Omar Alduri. Oh, he loves the fire, goal. This is the halftime show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. It, it sure is that time. It's the halftime show with Omar Alduri. I'm your host coming everything sport international and local. Kanti Abdafrau is in the building today and I'm picking her brain even during the break guys and you only know if you're watching on the Instagram live what we're talking about. We're talking a lot of juice, especially on, um, you know, I come from a family of squash players and having an athlete in the building here with me now really kind of rekindles uh, the feeling of the respect that I have for uh, squash players. Right. Okay, Kanti. So question for you. And I know a lot of the times we try and bring out the best in sport. So can squash help you grow as an athlete? And if so, how?
1: Of course. I mean, not just as an athlete, as a person as well. But just speaking from an athletic point of view, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the amount of discipline that you have to go through, the amount of toughness that you have to go through, the amount of, because it's a very individualistic sport, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're on the court, it's literally just, it's you and your brain. You, you don't have anyone else to support you. You don't have any team members. You don't have any teammates. So as an athlete, you really, really learn to depend on yourself and to trust yourself because mm-hmm. if you if you mess up you're the only one who's going to take the blame um, Is there
0: a, st- a strong sense of accountability? Of that? course, exactly. Mm. Yeah. yeah,
1: and of course, I mean squash as a person has really taught me to be extremely disciplined yeah. and extremely patient as well. Mm. And uh, you really grow that sense of uh, confidence as a person as well because nice. you, when you're on the court, the more confident you are, the more chan- the better chances you are at playing better, at winning, at feeling great, mm-hmm. and that all reflects on your character as a person outside of
0: the squash court as well Mm, and that's a a good point because sport can give you the pros and the cons Mm. what are the cons of that especially when you're trying to grow as a human
1: I would say the cons are the amount of sacrifices you'd have to make Mm. Um, being it's like being a professional athlete is basically you being married to the sport so you like I I remember in my professional days I used to eat breathe and sleep squash it was all I was doing day and night Mm. and um it's really easy to get and um, that obsessive lifestyle in terms of like. you dig yourself deeper in the hole so you wake up and you know I go train and then I do fitness and then I come back home and then in my free time instead of doing something normal I end up watching my matches and analyzing or watching other people's matches to analyze and then I call my coaches and I ask them okay what to do with the strategy and it's really easy to get sucked into like that obsessive lifestyle Mm. of the sport and then you end up forgetting who you are other than an athlete completely forget who you are
0: how does that affect your friends
1: Um, For me, I'm a very social person. Mm -hmm. Um, Friends for me are extremely important. I think they're uh, they're a big support system. So I always made sure that I give enough uh, room for my friends in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, But in general, in my professional athletic career, I had to sacrifice a lot of things like my best friend's wedding or engagement parties or birthdays or things like that because, again, you're so dedicated to a specific schedule and every day counts. And you're talking with worldwide, this is not a local, this is not you're not playing for college, you're talking you know, if I win this tournament, I'm going to break the top 20s, if I if I win this, if I beat this person, I'm going to break the top 10s so it's it's such a serious lifestyle that mm. you, nothing, nothing comes first like squash is your priority and no matter who's getting married or whose birthday is it or what's happening in the world I, I just don't care
0: mm, Interesting, yeah. well mental fitness is something which many are looking into now more and more as the game changer what do you do to enhance your mental So health? So, uh, this
1: is very interesting because I I grew up in Egypt Mm -hmm. and uh, never was exposed to mental health whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Every time I went into a match, it was more like, toughen up, you got this, you have to win. People put so much pressure on me to, and when I say people, it's like family and coaches and even friends. You know, uh, you have to win, you have to beat this person and all the the advice that I had was toughen up, uh, uh, be stronger, like fight more, but no one ever thought me anything about Uh, visualization or uh, meditation or uh, is my head really in a good space or how do I separate my personal issues with, you know, how do I separate what I'm going through as a person and then go in and perform as an athlete Mm. so this was always a struggle growing up but I never noticed it because I was never exposed to mental health Mm. until I went to study in university in the US and um, I was introduced to a sports psychologist for the team and I had no idea what a sports psychologist was and I, I was blown away from the, you know, from instead of being like, uh, toughen up, you have to win. It's more like, OK, how do you feel today? I care about your feelings. This is how I can help you. Now you're in a good mental state to actually perform and win.
0: Mm, and I was going to ask you, has that changed your approach on being a parent coaching and the way you would encourage your kids to get into sport
1: of course I mean there's a fine line between being too lenient Mm -hmm. and uh, being extremely uh, strict that you just put so much pressure on your kid Mm -hmm. I don't think parents should be lenient because there's some sort of reward they want out of their children and you need to make your children feel like okay this is this is important Mm -hmm. it's not like if I win or lose it doesn't matter it does matter Mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter to the extent that your world is going to if you lose the match so Absolutely. I just think there's always th- that balance between both
0: interesting that's why uh, you're in the coaching scene as well now yes fantastic right okay we're going to take a break I'm going to play some Burner Boy for you guys because I know my regular listeners love listening to Burner Boy so we're going to take a break listen to that and we'll be right back after this break enjoy guys this is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on oh oh, oh. oh you love this is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. It's time. It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. I'm your host coming to everything sport international and local. Thank you very much tuning in today and guys don't worry i know i've had a couple of connection problems with my instagram live but we are back on now and if you do miss the show remember you can catch the podcast on apple spotify soundcloud or on Rami. or even if you prefer a visual thanks to super mario and gabby they get the episodes up on youtube for you to be able to watch it at the comfort of your own home in your own time kanzi what's up what's up <laughs> <laughs> Candy? um you have many roles okay not just squash But how do you differentiate between the role of an athlete, the role of a mentor and the role of a coach?
1: Uh, super tough question. You should have, you should have emailed me. That's so why I can prepare.
0: Just tell me as it is. I know um, it's going to be great.
1: No, I'm kidding. So, um, uh, as an athlete, of course, uh, as I told you, like there's a, the, the sense of discipline, the sense of uh, everything is very individualistic, um, nice. and you you really um, grow that sense of responsibility as an athlete because yeah. you do everything for yourself. You win for yourself. If you skip training, you're not skipping for anyone. You're skipping for yourself. So, uh, as an athlete, there's uh, there's just a a completely different sense of responsibility that you have um, that a regular person wouldn't necessarily have uh, at the same level. Mm. Um, As a mentor, I always like to... You know, mentor people based on my experiences and based on what I've been through as a person. Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily, um, even as a coach, like both of them, I don't necessarily coach people based on, you know, the traditional way of coaching or the 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 things that any coach is supposed to say. But mostly, what I've been through as a person, I know, I kind of feel what the players are experiencing. Mm -hmm. So I try to give them advice based on my personal experience and what i've been through rather than uh, what generally people tell them
0: yeah you know something you said there that made me think and i didn't have this question down but i'm gonna ask it now because squash is a individual sport has that changed the way you coach uh in what way what do you mean you know when you coach people now in terms of not just in in sport but in life, um, has that changed your approach? For example, if you had a, if you were a, a champion in a team sport, would that change your philosophy of how to coach people?
1: I, 100%. I think um, as an indiv- because you know, as I said, it's very individualistic. Mm. Every person that I coach has extremely different needs, extremely different uh, things to work on. You mm. know, and uh, if it's not in the sport, it's in their mental game, and if it's not in their mental game, it's in their fitness level. So It's like you really have to adapt. Um, So for example, if I'm a a coach for a team, I'm going to coach th- I'm going to give advice to the whole team yeah. like if you're uh, you know, as a soccer coach when you give advice you're going to give advice to the whole team yeah. as a general advice but that advice might not resonate on a personal level to each person mm. so that's what that's what squash has taught me is that you really have to dig deep into what the, the your athlete is going through what they really need on a personal level and how you can give them advice that will you know specifically be uh, helpful to them
0: absolutely and so in other words you'd basically give them all objectives individually but collectively you'd give them general advice Mm -hmm. exactly nice okay and what's it like being a champion at such a young age
1: Uh, it was honestly uh, very rewarding it helped me a lot in creating my confidence you know growing and developing Mm. my confidence um, specifically of the fact that any tournament I won or any time you know I broke some or I beat someone that I wasn't supposed to beat uh, the PR attention and the media attention that I received from a very young age was always overwhelming Mm. Uh, specifically growing up in Egypt whereas whether it's like newspapers or radios or uh, whatever it was so it was um, it's overwhelming, but in a very nice way. Like yeah. a lot of the times, I remember because in squash, usually when you win a match, you go outside and you make a speech, or when you when you win a tournament, you go outside and you make a speech. So I always remembered when I was, you know, one a couple of points away from winning, I would already think about the speech that I'm gonna make mm-hmm. when I won. So um, it's very rewarding. It's extremely rewarding. You 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 really feel that sense of accomplishment. Like your training has paid off. Um, you you connect. With yourself on a much mo- and you trust yourself from uh, mm-hmm. from a completely like deep deeper level.
0: And part of being a champion is obviously facing adversity and also facing defeats. Has that taught you as much as winning the tournament? And if so, what?
1: It's taught me a lot more than mm-hmm. winning. Uh, when I won, let's say I'm gonna find and I win the match. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna finish the match and go celebrate. The match is completely past me. I'm never. I'm never gonna watch. It. I'm never gonna think about it because I won. Mm-hmm. There's nothing for me to watch. But when I lose the match, um, I go back and I really reflect on everything that. I've done and what I've done wrong and not not just in the match but in the way I've prepared for it as well so it kind of like makes me, it's like a wake up call and you start digging into your training and the way you've, you know the, what did I do wrong and uh, it's, it's completely different and you really, really, you, be, you become a lot stronger uh, from losses than
0: wins When does the preparation start?
1: Um it's a really tough question i mean it's it preparation is ongoing right. right you you prepare constantly yeah, and the season is also it runs all year round mm-hmm. so it's not like you have a off season and on season it's really all year round yeah. um but I would say for me the the mental preparation is always what was more intense two weeks before the tournament where I really started to um mentally prepare for it mm. rather than, you know, focusing on how hard I'm training.
0: Excellent. All right, guys, I told you it was going to be good. Well, <laughs> we're going to be right back after the break. We just have the, um, the Adan coming up. So what I'm going to do, go get yourself a tea, get yourself a nice little beverage and come back right after the break on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar and on, on Pulse 95. 95. Oh he loves the fire and This is the halftime show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonder- I couldn't help but play this this background because we were talking some fight talk just in the break. If you weren't tuned in on the Instagram live, you would have seen me and Candy going. at it. Not in a bad way, but on the same team trying to find you know answers and we're, we're getting there now and i thought i'd just share this little 15 seconds with you guys to show you that a lot of good stuff happens behind the scenes but right okay kanzi now that we got that out of my belly <laughs> 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 um okay so a couple of things i want to ask you something actually uh kanzi because you you know you're in the mental side of the game as well as the physical how do you reset So, um,
1: it's kind of like, it's a hard question, but if I were to say one thing, it's to really learn to put everything behind me Mm -hmm. and to start fresh as if nothing happened. So, instead of mourning on what happened and, you know, trying to improve it, Mm -hmm. to try to completely disconnect as if it never happened and start from scratch.
0: Nice. I like the word disconnect. I like the word detach as well. That's pretty cool. Synonyms. Yeah, man. You know that. (laughs) All right. um, You got a lot of great things happening out there. And I got to take my hat off to you now and say, you know, well done on such a great job of what you're doing. And also trying to set not just, you know, a trend, but a trail for the upcoming youth in the squash scene to be able to evolve and develop. And that is so important for the future of the UAE squash scene. Um, Where can we follow you?
1: Um... So on Instagram, my name is Kenzy Duff, Mm K-N-Z-Y-D-F. Uh, my website is com. Mm-hmm. and uh, I'm extremely responsive on uh, either. So uh, and on my website, there's a form where you can just send me a message and ask whatever you want mm-hmm. about the game or feel free to uh, send me a message on Instagram or even my email is on my Instagram page so you can reach out there. Fantastic. Uh, and I'm not one of those people who like ignores messages. Yeah. I actually <laughs> respond.
0: And that's good. And actually, some big news coming soon which you will have on your social media pages. So you should tune in because I'm just going to give you a hint. No. There's an academy that's going to be opening up in the UAE. And if you want to find out more, you got to head over to her social media pages and she will be announcing that on there. But yes. you have to stay close to it. Like how close I am to the microphone right now. Not that the whole of the UAE can hear. But you have to stay close and find out about her great information because she's got some wicked things coming up for that. Kanzi, that is full-time on the half time show. How's the experience ah, been? Ah nice.
1: You? I like that. <laughs> Did you just make that up? No, I didn't. Okay, good. <laughs>
0: That is full-time on the Halftime Show. Uh, thank you very much for thank coming. Thank you so much. for joining really us. It. it. was awesome. And remember, guys, you can catch every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, three to four usual times. And if you do miss the show, don't worry. Head over to the YouTube channel. Super Mario and Gabby I'm going to put the episodes up there, ad and commercial free. Thank you very much for spending the hour with me. I'm out. Kenzie, thank, thank you, you again. Thank you so much. All the best, people. Peace.